You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Vital tooth whitening has been a component of many dental offices for decades, and yet many clinicians are still uncertain how to answer some of the frequently asked questions that their patients pose. Today we'll be discussing topics such as safety, tooth sensitivity, and how long should you bleach for. Our guest is Dr. Miles Cohn, a key opinion leader, international speaker, author, and co-owner of Nuance Dental Specialists in Portland, Maine. In addition to achieving board certification and diplomat status within his prosthodontic specialty, Dr. Cohn has earned his designation as a certified dental technician. Dr. Cohn, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Phil. Pleasure to be here. And again, I encourage our guests, our guests, our audience, I guess they're guests of the show. Well, you No, you're the guest. They're not yeah. really guests. They're the audience. I, yeah, I encourage, it's getting late here. I've been working here all day. I'm, it's getting late. Um, but there are four, with this one, there are four episodes to this series on whitening. And Dr. Miles Cohn is really considered arguably one of the experts on whitening in the uh, thought leader uh, group that goes around lecturing and writing. He has an ebook on it and he's published and he's got some incredible insights into running your practice, incorporating whitening into your practice, what it does for your patients in your practice. Episode one was tooth whitening myths, making sense of the data. Episode two is tooth whitening materials, contemporary products for outstanding results. And then the most recent one we did was marketing made simple, adding value to your clinical practice with tooth whitening. Today, as I mentioned in the introduction, we're going to be going over frequently asked questions. And Dr. Cohen's going to share his best answers to some of these questions we all get from time to time. Um, the first one being, how white is white enough? In other words, how do your patients know when to stop bleaching? And that's, yeah, again, this is another really good question. Um, so oftentimes when we're bleaching patients' teeth, right, they'll, we'll do the in-office, they'll leave that same day with the custom trays. And I always like to see them, um, you know, typically they're using the custom trays for about two weeks at home. And then from the last day, I tell them from the last day that that last tube of bleach runs out, you need to wait about two weeks for the, for the color to stabilize a bit. So say I saw them, you know, at the first of the month, they go bleach for two weeks and then I'll see them at the first of like the next month. So it'll be about a month later. You know, oftentimes they'll come in for like a second round of, of in-office bleaching, you know, just to really give some extra punch before we go do whatever, you know, if it's like a impl single implant or a couple of veneers or something like that. And so the patients almost without fail, ask me like, Hey, Dr. Cohen, do you think my teeth are white enough? Is this good? Can we go with this? And the, the rule of thumb, here's the general rule of thumb, you know, cause most people are like, yeah, when do I tell my patients to stop bleaching? Like what is white enough? The rule of thumb is that the teeth should generally match the sclera of the eyes. Um, and now again, this is going to be, this is going to vary from patient to patient. You know, if you've got, you know, a, a patient that has jaundice for example their eyes are going to be yellow so that that's a little bit different or you know you'll get people from different areas of the world that will have you know almost like a little tint to the sclera of the eye you know so it's going to be a little bit different but generally speaking if you can get the teeth to match the sclera of the eye that gives a nice good overall aesthetic um to the whole to the patient's general appearance um you know there are going to be folks too that are going to have um, intrinsically stained teeth, like tetracycline, for example, those teeth may never, ever get as, as white as the eye. And that's something about, you know, managing the patient's expectations that you just have to let them know that this is going to be, 
um, a protracted treatment time, you know, for patients who have like heavily stained teeth. Um, and they might never, you know, achieve like that, like Hollywood, you know, white or whatever it is. So that's, but that's my rule of thumb is if you can get them as white as the eyes, um, you'll be pretty good. So let's talk about safety. We didn't talk a lot about safety in the first uh, three episodes of this series, although, you know, we talked about carbamide peroxide 10% versus some of the more powerful hydrogen peroxide 30 some odd percent for those quick procedures where the person's going on TV to do an interview after your visit. Um, so how safe overall is tooth whitening? And second, are there different risks and considerations for different concentrations? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, how safe is teeth bleaching, right? There's, there's a little bit of an asterisk on that, right? Because it does depend on the concentration. It does depend on the material. Anytime you're using a hydrogen peroxide, like a, like a pure hydrogen peroxide, where it's like 6%, 15%, you know, if you're doing the in-office with, with the Polar Rapid, which is what we use, obviously, you need to protect the, the gingiva and they, you know, SDI has um, like a, a light cured resin that you can put on, on the gingiva to, to, as a barrier to protect that. Um, but, you know, for the folks that are using, again, like sometimes they're using like over-the-counter stuff. Or, you know, there are different concentrations that you can sell to the patients to use in their trays at home. The, the higher the concentration, um, usually it's going to indicate that you use it for less time. And the, the benefit of the bleach, the way that the bleach really works is it really relies on contact time, which is why for 99.9% .9 of all of our patients, we are giving them the 10% carbamide peroxide, which is uh, SDI's polonite. So that's the one that I'm using almost exclusively when I take it home because I find, again, it has the least amount of sensitivity. And because there's least amount of sensitivity, there's better, better patient compliance. Better patient compliance means that their teeth are brighter, means the patients are happier, which means they're referring their friends to us, right? So um, it, it is technically, it tends to be very, very safe. 10% um, carbamide peroxide is one of the most well-studied um, concentrations um, for whitening products. And the, the breakdown of that 10% carbamide peroxide, I'd mentioned this earlier, um, it's, two, it's twofold. Like one part is the urea and then the other part is the 3% or like 3.33% hydrogen peroxide. And now that amount, that small amount of hydrogen peroxide, that is less than what the human body is manufacturing naturally every single day in the brain, the eyes, and the liver. And so patients always ask me the question is like, what if I swallow some of this in my tray? And I, I feel, you know, I can tell them with, with confidence that it's not going to matter. It's not going to do any damage to you. It's not going to affect you at all. Um, and here's, here's, here's a little bit of homework for everybody listening. Um, you know, next time you're out at the drugstore, you know, go, go take a look where they sell all of the toothpaste and kind of look down towards like the bottom where they've got, you know, some of the like organic toothpaste, like the Toms of Mains and the things like that. You know, and you'll notice that there's a little box called glyoxide. Glyoxide originally developed, you know, like 1957 sometime. That is a 10% carbamide peroxide, and it is safe enough to be used on infants. And I know because when my daughter was about two months old and she developed thrush, this is what the pediatrician told us. She said, go get a bottle of glyoxide, uh, soak cotton tip applicators in there, you know, put a couple drops in her mouth and, and rub it around the inside of your daughter's mouth and that'll kill the thrush. And you can do this, you know, five, six, seven times a day. So the, that 10% carbamide peroxide, it's safe enough for babies. So I feel very confident 
and comfortable giving that to, to my patients, regardless of, of their age um, or what it is that they're trying to achieve. Um, because the, the results from that 10% carbon hydroxide are just are phenomenal. So there's a vast difference in the concentration of hydrogen peroxide in an in-office procedure versus the 10% carbamide, ultimately getting 3.3% of hydrogen, uh, hydrogen peroxide that breaks down from the carbamide. So it's just the fact that it's a longer period of time of delivery. It's a slow release that you're able to get whitening results with that low level of hydrogen peroxide. Exactly. And that's just it. And the, the analogy I always give to my patients, because they seem to understand this, they're like, well, wouldn't the, you know, if I'm using like a, like a 37 or 38% hydrogen peroxide in the office, wouldn't that get me whiter faster? You know, and they see those results kind of like right away. But the, the issue is with the in-office is they tend to get uh, rebound. The color will rebound, you know, and kind of regress back over a, a much shorter period of time. And so again, the analogy I always give to people is like, think about, you know, if you were trying to lose weight, and you went and did, you know, if you went and did like five or six, like hundred meter sprints, like all at once, you'd be really out of breath. You'd be really sore the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Compared to if you went and like, like ran, you know, 10 miles at like a slow pace and you did that like every other day for a month, you know what I mean? You, you'd lose weight much faster. You'd be in much better shape. You know, granted doing like the sprints makes you feel like you're doing something because you kind of hurt. <laughs> but, but that 10% carbamide peroxide, again, it's like a, it's a long, sort of slow release process that just it gets people just so much brighter and you know one of the big questions i get during like webinars and uh other clinicians that i know is they say hey i haven't been having a lot of success with my in-office bleaching you know the patients are complaining that it doesn't look as white as they thought it would or they're coming back you know three four months later and they say that the color seems to have progressed and i'm like yeah that that's true and they always want to know like what's my secret you know what's the secret sauce and i tell them like the custom take-home trays with that 10% carbamide peroxide with the, you know, the polonite, that is the secret sauce. And I know a lot of people have kind of shied away from doing that because it doesn't seem, I don't know, maybe it's like sexy or convenient as doing it in an office, but that's what it is. So, and when we see, um, you know, when we do a lot of the, the Miss USA contestants here in the New England area, we call it, uh, my wife and I, we call it the pageant protocol, right? My wife's the office manager and she's the smart one of the two of us. <laughs> And she, she's the one that kind of came up with this. And she's like, hey, you know, she went back and looked at all of the, you know, folks that we'd seen. And she's like, you know what? The ones that got the whitest and stayed, uh, you know, the whitest the longest, it was all of the, the Miss USA contestants. And this is what we did. We did in-office, take-home, followed by in-office. And then they kept doing the at-home while they were, like, touring the country. They had their custom-made trays with them. And they'd wear it, you know, the night before, two nights before they're going on stage. And so that, that's, how we, that's how we really do it. And relating to safety... You know, we talked about this in, in some of the podcasts of this series. Is tooth whitening an approved procedure for pregnant lactating mothers? I have women that come in all the time. And, you know, a lot of times you can't tell if they're pregnant. You know, if they're like a month or two months pregnant, you usually can't tell. Um, so on our screening forms, we always, this is one of these questions, you know, are, are you pregnant or lactating? And specifically on our bleaching screening forms. And we've had patients ask me all the time, like, you know, why I don't understand why does that matter? And I said, well, it matters because uh, according to the ADA, and this is on the, the website, if you guys go to the ADA website, in no uncertain language, um, the ADA recommends that clinicians do not perform tooth whitening procedures while, uh, while the woman is pregnant. Um, there's just simply not enough studies that have been done on this to, to say, you know, the, the thought process is that 
yeah, it's probably safe, but like who wants to go with probably, you know what I mean? It's just not enough. And, you know, maybe because America is such a, a litigious society, like I, you know, I back off. I don't, I don't even touch that. So I tell them if you are pregnant and even if you're lactating, I'm going to hold off on this because I just, I just don't want to take the risk. And there's just not enough literature to support this. And anybody who's been listening to any of my other podcasts, you know that everything that I try to do, I try to make, um, I try to make it evidence-based. I try to have it supported by the peer-reviewed literature. And this is one of those topics where it's just not supported. You're not going to be able to find any literature that says that it's okay to do bleaching while, while, the, um, while the woman is pregnant. But there's no so we avoid. Right. But there's no literature to say the contrary, right? That it's dangerous. Exactly. And that's, yes, exactly. And it's kind of like that great. All right. Well, there's nothing that says you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, okay. So yeah, so for me, I'm just like, I'm just gonna say, yeah, well, I mean, I guess the only literature that says not to is like the ADA's recommendation. And as our, you know, umbrella, you know, governing body, like, I'm gonna follow their recommendations not to do that while they're pregnant. So let's uh, wrap up this podcast with two sensitivity. What are your thoughts about uh, patients complaining of two sensitivity during or after a bleaching it's not too common, right? Unless I guess you're using the real extreme methods. Uh, and I don't use the word extreme as if it's a negative thing. It's just compared to the more passive at-home treatment like polonite. How do you manage to sensitivity when you do run into that? Every time you, you mention a question, I'm like, man, that's a really good question. That's like probably one of the most common questions. This might actually be the most common question. You know, and my uh, the folks that work at my office that are answering the phones, this is one of the ones that they have to feel the most. And so we've come up with, and again, we've thrown a lot of pasta at the walls trying to figure stuff out. And what we've come up with now at the very end, the way that we manage tooth sensitivity, prior to patients coming in, like when they come into the office, we will recommend that they take 1,000 milligrams of Tylenol. So that's like two 500 milligram tabs of Tylenol, 800 milligrams of Advil. So that's four of the 200 milligram Advil tabs. They do that together, same time, and they put that back with a cup of coffee or anything that has caffeine in it. And the, the caffeine will amplify the effect of those NSAIDs, right? So that Tylenol Advil sort of cocktail mixed with a little caffeine, that has pain relieving effects that are almost at the same level of narcotics. So it is really, really potent stuff. Um, they can take that up to three times a day without any issues. And I know a lot of people out there are like, dude, you can't take Tylenol Advil at the same time. This was like a long held belief from like the days of Reader's Digest back in the mm -hmm. 70s. There was like some, you know, article that came out that somebody died because they took Tylenol Advil at the same time. And that has been pervasive in our in our culture for so long. And only in, you know, places like Australia and the UK could you get a pill that was, you know, a medication that was both of those combined. Well, during the pandemic, Advil actually came out with, Advil 2. And it's actually that it, it's ibuprofen and acetaminophen combined in, in, in one. So that's what we do oftentimes. But then, you know, that's what we do when we're doing the in office, which is it is a little bit more extreme, it can tend to be a little bit more painful, you know, two sensitivity for in office is more frequent than it is, I think, when patients are doing the custom bleaching trays at home. And when they are doing the bleaching trays at home, we always give them uh, potassium nitrate and SDI has, you know, this really great product that they called soothe. And it's a, uh, you know, it's like a, I think I believe it's like a 5% potassium nitrate and potassium nitrate. That's the same, you know, um, that's the same active ingredient that's in like, you no know, Sensodyne, Colgate, 
uh, sensitive, you know, any of these products that have some sort of sensitivity, you know, sensitive relief, you know, pain, discomfort, whatever in there, that's what I use. So they can use that soothe and it comes in a little tube, just like the bleach does. So in lieu of using that bleach, you know, they take a day off. If their teeth are, are feeling like a little, a little tender, they inject some of that soothe right into their custom bleaching tray, wear it for about 20 minutes and the soothe I mean, it does just that. There's no like <laughs> guessing about what the what the effects of this uh, uh, potassium nitrate are. The SDI has put out. It soothes the teeth and it makes them feel makes them feel quite nice. So, if a patient were not to use this concoction or this uh, cocktail that you talked about, and they decided to go in and just do the procedure, what's the time frame for discomfort in an in office procedure? And how so often, it, how often would that occur? That's a fantastic question. So when we were first starting out, um, you know, we we would do these procedures and this is, I don't want to sound sexist at all, but I will tell you this, men could not tolerate the procedure. They could not sit through the whole thing. Um, And so, and let me just tell you this too, since um, when we first started the, the formula we were using, we were using um, a different uh, bleaching product. I think we were using uh, Pola Office, which was a similar product, but the recommendation was to use it for longer. And so we'd have the patient sit there for like, you know, 45 minutes or so with this product on. So the men, if, if they didn't take this, they'd get to about 25, 30 minutes before a bead of sweat would start forming on their brow. Women, I don't know. Maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't experience any sensitivity or they would suffer, you know, they would <laughs> suffer for way. beauty. Yeah. yeah, they would suffer quietly for beauty. <laughs> so they would make it through. And so the only complaints I ever got, I'd say like nine out of 10 of the, you know, oh, my teeth are, are tender was from guys that would come in. And like I said, when we were doing this for like 45 minutes, you know, at about two thirds of the way through, they were like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, and so that was why it was so great. You know, when when the new kind of recommendations came out with the, with the pole, with SDI's Polar Rapid for like 24 minutes, it's like, oh. Even I can sit through that because I'm a baby too. Yeah. <laughs> so I can sit through 24 yeah, minutes. That's interesting. Yeah. Really appreciate your time, Dr. Cohen. Fantastic stuff. We definitely want to have you again on Viva Learning to do podcasts Anytime. and webinars. Yeah. And Anytime. we could talk about prosthodontics as well. I know you're a prosthodontist and you're yes. actually a certified ceramist. Certified dental technician. Yeah. I, dab- I dabble in ceramics, mostly in dentures, but yeah, I do... I do a lot of stuff, yeah, that people might not know about. So, yeah, but I'd be happy to come on anytime. You know, I love, I love chatting with you. You're a great host. Amazing stuff. Thank you very much, Dr. Cohen. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Cheers.